I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. We are Absolute Radio, and right now, you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. There's a little bear that you've never <laughs> met before. He's a lot of fun. Children everywhere grow to love him more and more. He's a number one. <laughs> There's a million stories to be told of the things that he's done. And we're going to tell them all to you, so come along. Everybody, whoa, whoa, Rupert. Rupert the Bear. Everyone knows his name. Rupert. Rupert the Bear. Everyone come and join in all of his games. Okay. I don't like the sound of his games. Uh, he was an Orts and Crosses wizard. Mm. Rupert the Bear. Used to play it on his own trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, all you catch us in uh, frolicsome form here at Absolute Radio Basement Land. This is uh, Frank Skinner. I'm with the Cockerel. <coughs> and I'm with Emily Dean. <laughs> Anybody want a crunchy while I'm going up here? <laughs> I'm going to the kiosk. Oh, I love that. I love the idea of the kiosk. Yeah. Mm. Anywhere where somebody lives where there's a small hole in their window for passing things out is, is great. Mm. Anyway, um, here we are. Let me tell you something about um, a little insight maybe into Broken Britain. Okay. Uh-oh. And I don't want to start off on a, on a, a negative note, um, but... I was walking through uh, the Victoria area of um, <clears throat> London. Oh, I've got a bit policeman. Yeah, I was proceeding <laughs> in there. What would it have been? A, uh, Is it northwest? Southerly. Oh, southerly. I was proceeding in a southerly direction when uh, a man, um, I wouldn't say he was shabbily dressed, he weren't. He was borderline. Mm. He said to me, oh, um, I, some, can I have well, something I need to tell you? There is something I must tell you. And I thought, well, I, I, I know this kind of approach. You know, there, there's some people that just say, have you got any money? And there's some people that, that they, they wheedle. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, yeah. And he said, no, I'm not. He said, I'm not after money. He said, I've got money. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, okay, then I'll, 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 I'll examine your wares <laughs> in the conversation <laughs> uh, front. He said, um, I have to say, you look very, very like 50s rock and roll star Gene Vincent. <laughs> Well, this is quite an opener, isn't it? Isn't it? And uh, he said, do you know Gene Vincent? I said, yeah. He said he died with the big bopper. I said, he didn't. So already oh. we, were in, we were in dispute, me and the stranger. I said, I think you'll find that he's, uh, he's Ulster. He's, uh, not he's Ulster. <laughs> he's also <laughs> Paisley. In the early 70s. Oh, I, I said know. that was Eddie Cochran that went down oh, yeah. with the big bopper. And Richie Valens, I said. I, I, I lambasted him with facts. <laughs> And he said, uh, oh, he said, well, you really look like Gene Vincent. He said, uh, who wore a leg caliper, but I didn't bring that up. <laughs> um, and I said, oh, well, thanks very much. And um, I, went to, uh, I went to leave, and he said, um, I need £1.79. <laughs> now, 
This is another technique I find quite interesting where people yeah. trying to get money. Yeah. They often they pick a very specific song. Oh, yeah. So the idea that there must be something that they want to buy, it's a, it's a great thing. Yeah. And I said to him, but you, you said um, you didn't want money. You've got money. He said, I've got money, he said, but I need another 179. What don't we all love? To make it up to the, the sum I... Uh, and he, he, hadn't even, he hadn't even planned a, uh, a purchase. Is it to plan, make it up to the um, the sum I need? Right, oh, that's not good enough. <laughs> it all sounds very half baked. It was. Yeah. Although the gene fit, I mean, fifties rock and I was the youngest ever member of the British Vintage Rock and Roll Association when I was ten. Uh, my dad wouldn't let me go to the meetings because he said the blokes looked weird. In the, uh, oh, it was all right for in, our Keith to have blood-ridden pig posters on his wall. They well, were pretty yeah, weird. But a poster won't hurt you. Well. <laughs> Maybe that's not true. Look at the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it just it just got me thinking about the whole scamming thing because this. Um, do, do you know Gene Vincent? By the way, Are you familiar with his work? Yes, I, I know who he is. In a vague way, in the way I am with everything. Yeah. One of my first uh, moments of great disillusion. There was a fabulous Gene Vincent um, song called "Pistol Packing Mama." Put your pistol down, Mar. Yep, that pistol down. Um, and uh, that's what it was. It was about his girlfriend going to shoot him. So it was... It was, some, it was you sort of felt like you were channelling him there. It was quite yeah. a Corian. It was, lay, the, him. lay that pistol down, babe. Lay that pistol down. Pistol, pi- uh, pistol packing mama. Um, lay that pistol down. That was a, and then they had an advert on the telly for Roundtree's Fruit Pastels <laughs> with a mother in the house with children saying, put those pastels down, ma... And ending up with pass those pastels round, and it was the first time when I thought commercialism has got a dirty yeah. side to it. Yeah, I was very, I was eleven probably. Mm. Mm. Anyway, we could sit here all day talking about it. So then I heard about my 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 second scam moment of the week. I was talking to a bloke about this this guy that the Gene Vincent approach, and he said, "I uh, a friend of mine had a, had a weird one." He said the other week he got a Nigerian email. Well, we all know what that means. Mm-hmm. Well, not said, in my case. That could have been a message from my. Grandfather, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still around. I think oh, okay. he's a big gamer, so it's very hard to track him down. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, Does anyway, he email you asking for money. Uh, he has done in the past, oh, really? yes, but that's another story. I like <laughs> the fact that you, in your defence of the Nigerian nation, you said that they're not—they don't all send scamming uh, emails. There's my bigger miss grandfather, <laughs> who's genuine, <laughs> really wants that money. <laughs> well, he's got about five households on the go. Anyway, so this this guy got the email. The email said, my brother is an astronaut and uh, he's been in space for ten years. (laughs) They haven't got enough money to bring him down. (laughs) This is a Nigerian astronaut. This is a Nigerian astronaut. Like a space version of Cool Runnings or something. (laughs) Exactly. Surely. If you're out of money in the astronautical business, it's not about not bringing them down, is it? That, that, no. they're just That's the end of that. No. So I don't know what he's living on up there. He must be low on the uh, like meat and two film. veg tablets. It's like that film. The, um, I didn't moon. know they had a moon. Moon? Oh, the, moon. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It reminded me of John Tracy, who was the one on the space station in Thunderbirds, who never <laughs> yeah. came down to Tracy Island, just up there, on, seemingly on his own. Oh, I forever. was unaware also that they'd invested money into space exploration. What, you haven't heard of the yeah. Nigerian <laughs> space mission? No, he's, anyway, he's stuck up there. 
his brother. I mean, you can imagine if, I, if you indulge me for a moment. The brother said, this is a dilemma when he realises it's going to be up there. God bless him. Anyway, I don't think it's true. That's my theory. And God forgive me if there is a Nigerian astronaut who's been stuck up there for 10 years. Once again, it could be my grandfather. Maybe. I said, one of my grandfathers. Well, you don't think he's married. Have you got over there? Is he married a moon maiden? I don't know. That's my grandmother. How dare you? (laughs) Now, I've got five grandfathers on that side. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Five (laughs) grandfathers? Yeah. Hmm. It got very confusing. Yeah, I bet it did. Mm. That's quite a scam. Did you give the man this £1.79? That's the bit of closure I'm now No. No. Good. I didn't, because he started by saying he didn't want money, and I think that's wrong. He's painted himself into a corner that he can never step across. It's like like a detective novel. You you can mislead, but you can't blatantly lie in order to stop them from guessing who done it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's Mm. what he did. Sorry, Anne. No, I was just going to say, you're absolutely spot on about the specific amount. Because someone once came up to me near King's Cross. I sorry, that sounds terrible. <laughs> That's all right. And you and and you asked for a specific amount. Is that is that the story? Did they offer a specific amount. <laughs> You're a pedestrian at this point. <laughs> Who's raining? You're in a doorway. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm picturing a black beret and fishnets. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> but there was no resistance. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Certainly no French resistance. Carry on. Oh dear. Okay, so I was genuinely near King's Cross. No, no, I didn't. Just, I didn't many, have the lads innocent. weren't out. It no. was, I was innocently dressed, and um, he asked me for thirty-four pounds to get oh, home. That's that easy. I'm, I, that's what I thought. That's a lot. Where, is it, where does he live? Barcelona. Yeah. That's a lot of money. But I thought that was quite cleverly pitched. He was reasonably smartly dressed, and I thought. He's obviously thought, look, she's more likely to believe me. If I mm. ask for, like, £4, she won't give me, whereas £34, of course... But who's going to give £34? That's what I thought. Well, he's had all this thing, he said, here's my address, and, you know, you can send me... The, you know, it could have been January. Yeah, right. No. I was stopped by a man in Birmingham with a, with a petrol can. Oh. And he well, said... Well, aren't we all love? <laughs> I just need four quid, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple of nights later, I saw him... Uh, in another part of town with, with a petrol can. He just walks around <laughs> with a petrol can. Well, I've had a similar thing. There's a man in Greenwich that comes up to you in full motorbike leathers holding a helmet, saying, I've... Uh, My I've friend's run- head is in this. <laughs> If you Can don't you give me somebody, I'm going to chop your head off and put it in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to avoid him. I don't like the sound of him. He, he comes no. up to you in full motorbike leathers. Holding and, a helmet. And very sincerely goes, look, I just need some money for fuel. I've, I've left my wallet at home and <gasps> da, 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 and doesn't ask for a lot. And, and I think my wife gave him some money the first time she saw him. I didn't. I'm more cynical than she. Um, and then we saw him again the next time we were in Greenwich. Still, mm. still in the mud. I suppose there's a bit of you that thinks, well, you've gone to a lot of trouble, so I suppose... Yeah, I mean, fancy dress, basically. It is, isn't yeah. it? But it well, is Well, it's deceit. like the um, the faux bungee jumpers, if you come across them. No. Oh, they say, oh, well, I'm doing... They come up to you, they accost you, sometimes in King's Cross, sometimes in other red-light districts, <laughs> but they no, they accost you and they have a piece of paper and they say, I'm doing this parachute jump slash bungee jump next week and I just need some money if you could sponsor me mm. and it's a sort of tatty photocopy thing oh, I think, well no. I'm not going to subsidise your death wish I've never encountered a faux bungee oh, no. jumper I All thought you meant that homeless people were bungee jumping off buildings you were walking and they suddenly appear <laughs> I 
you got ten pence for And then they, they've gone back up again. I, I just said a couple of 20 quid. Uh, I mean, uh, New Zealand pickpocketing. <laughs> yeah, it's just that when they're finished doing it and they're just hanging there. Yeah. And it's terrible. The authorities come along. It looks like the homeless have been put out to dry, like farmers do with moles. <laughs> and they uh, hang them on the fence. Well, my brother has been the victim of petty crime this week. This week? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's possibly the most petty crime I've ever heard of. He, uh, You know your car wing mirrors? You know the plastic bit at the front of your car's wing mirrors? Mm-hmm. Someone has pinched one of them one night and another one the next night. So oh, his that's car. Low. I mean, it looks ridiculous. His car. <laughs> it looks like a dog that's had its ears trimmed. <laughs> you know? But the mirror's still there. The mirror's still there. Just it's, the still, back of it. it's still fully the functioning. The plastic casing but, is gone. But the plastic case. So his car's not the colour of his wing mirrors. Aren't the colour of his car. No. And you can see they look a bit sort of mechanical. A bit, ob- a bit, a bit like um, robotic type. Yeah, when you get a pocket watch with all the uh, working showing together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And. Uh, but I like it. I should get rid of all the panelling on the car. Go for sort of steampunk. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way. They might have started something there. But infuriating, like when somebody's. And what are they doing with that? I don't know. I can't help but think it's opportunistic that somebody that lives near him has got the same model of car and has perhaps bashed a wing mirror and has just gone. Uh, I could have, I'll have those. I could have those. But not nice. Maybe. Not nice. I'm thinking somebody building a life-size metallic giraffe. <laughs> and they just get a series of those panels and they paint in between. <laughs> or the, uh, they've already done it and they just need the ears. <laughs> yeah. They're a bit, uh, if, what is the ears? Those things on the top of a giraffe said they're not ears, are they? Oh, those, aren't they? Those antennae. Oh. I think they have ears at the side and then they have antennae. Oh, they've got the se- separate sort of stem Well, they're all, they're all CB radio enthusiasts. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know what their handles are. No. <laughs> Probably I'll long miss CB neck. Yeah. How many neck-themed handles can you have? They must have been used up ages ago. Yeah, crazy yeah. Paving is one very popular one. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Because they are Crazy Paving on legs, yeah. the giraffes. I've often they thought really that. Was oh, so the CB radio quite big in Birmingham? I reckon it was. Oh, it was absolutely massive. I once watched uh, a workman next door, and he carried a ladder up the garden while he's mm. doing some work, and he, he broke the cable on, on their CB radio mast. <laughs> And the woman came and said, have you broke the cable? And he said, no, it was, it was broke when I arrived. And I'd seen it all <gasps> from my bedroom window. Yeah. I didn't want to get involved in case, mm. um, case he took offence. There's no such, thing as, uh, <laughs> no such thing as witness protection back then. No, no, I didn't want another identity. I barely settled into my own. <laughs> um, Frank, there's something cheered my soul this week, and that was... I thought you you'd s- stop doing that <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> 90s yeah, um, and that was did you see the Hobbit house that had been built oh yeah oh I loved it I want to move in there absolutely amazing it cost him he, he spent £3,000 he built it from scratch with his own ha- gnarly hands we should, yeah, we should explain this £3,000 for yeah. it's one of the most beautiful houses I've ever seen yeah it's and very it, sort of Lord of the Rings isn't it it is it really is yeah yeah when he sort of made it um it's when when you go inside. There's, a, there's the, all the furniture and stuff. It, it looks very like trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made me realise, really, for the first time, that we kind of disguise wood mm. when we use it. It also made me realise for the first time that the furniture and interior decorating businesses uh, basically have, have got a sort of anti-bark policy. <laughs> Because mm. the first thing they do is take the bark off stuff. He's left all yeah. the bark Very off. Very true. 
And it, and it looks, it looks Richard Barkon, that's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> He's left it all on now. Dave Swift. Yeah. Very successful effect, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is why Baloo doesn't live indoors, because there's no <laughs> bark on furniture. The scratching potential is... You know, it's like the fish and chip business won't leave the peel on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so they don't look like potatoes. It's a very similar thing. So you've got a mm. pine table. doesn't really look that much like wood. Leave the bark on. This bloke's left the bark on. It looks great. Mm. And what a man doing that. What a man. I like the fact that he's very good looking. Simon Dale, and he's uh, moved to the Dale. It's sort of... Do you think that's deliberate? I don't think so, no. I think it's a happy accident. <laughs> like, like me being Cochrane, <laughs> the cockerel. Yeah. Just one of those happy accidents. But it is really knockout. It's one of the... Mm. You know, we, we often... We can be cynical on this show and critical at times, but I would love... I, I'd give he, I'd give him three and a half to build me one. Yeah. That one costs three. Well, there the, there is definitely a markup in the building game, isn't there? Because that doesn't look like three grand's worth of property. You should, honestly look look it. What what would be the best yeah. way to look it up if people want to look it up? SimonDale.net, I believe, is one oh. of the best ways. That seems to be that's his own um, thing. He's got his own. Seems like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Now I'm thinking it might be a ruse. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Nigerian man going into space. Yeah, that's, that's what it'll be. My my cousin has had to build a house from twigs because he's <laughs> he just needs eight eight pound forty nine. No, <laughs> no, it, jump. it really looks brilliant. It's fantastic. But I'm impressed as well because I don't. I'm not. I don't really do DIY, which I know wouldn't really surprise you. I'm just not. It's not my scene, to be honest, Frank. No. No. I've tried. God knows, I've tried. Have you tried? Yes, I have. Because I think there's something a bit pathetic when you live on your own, having to ring a male friend or just someone up and say, can you come and fix my boiler? I looked up a YouTube video once on how to reignite a boiler. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, that's, uh, I've seen videos like that <laughs> on there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm of an age where I can enjoy those videos more. It's less of a freak show. I've reignited a few boilers in my time. Oh, God, tell me about it. No, 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 no will you actually tell me about it? No, no, no. But not now. So uh, I needed... There's a button that you press in and hold. <laughs> no, my, it had ceased to work. I imagine oh, you, you're the owner of a pink fake for <laughs> talkie. You know, that kind of that kind of thing that the ladies get when they live on their own, but they never, ever use it. Yeah, it's like a screwdriver with a gold sparkly handle. Yeah, exactly. All sounds a bit handsome, <laughs> <laughs> Pink furry. <laughs> now, you know, you can get. I've seen lady. I, I bought I my girlfriend mean, a lady Frank, talk, yeah. and it was in a pink, uh, right. pink yeah. container. I don't know if that was okay. household tools. Um, but I know, I know, <laughs> I know what you mean. You would expect that, but I just, I try. At least I try. At least I make the effort. But mm. I just, I don't really do black and decker and all that business. I expect you're quite good, Alan. Well, expect again because oh. I am terrible. And oh, also, I thought you'd be good. So, didn't you, Frank? I You've got a DIY been, accent, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, you really misjudged me. You know, last yeah. week you seemed to think I was some kind of. Uh, proper man of the soil, like, real person. No, I am... Not only am I incapable, but I don't even try. I am so reluctant that I just stop now. I just go, I'll do an extra gig and we'll get a man in. (laughs) Oh, really? But but you see, that, to me, this is why... I don't do DIY, but I don't beat myself up about it. Yeah. I get someone else to come in and beat me up. (laughs) (laughs) Because that would be too close to DIY. No, I don't feel... Because I think, well, in my line of work, it's all DIY. I, you know, I, I'm writing that's my own true. stuff. Yeah. So why should I feel bad that I don't build a shelf? Because that's someone else's DIY. Yeah. But if mm. I was, like, one of the old comics who had all the stuff written for them, 
then I would feel bad. But, you know, mm-hmm. having said that, yeah. I, I heard only the other day of, a, a, of at least one comedian on Twitter oh, yeah. who has people writing his tweets. Don't. No. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't the one I was thinking of, but I, you may be right. <laughs> um, I don't think it's just one person, but what, how tragic is that? I thought tweeting yeah. was all about communicating yeah. your innermost thoughts. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I won't put a shelf up in my own home, but were I to tweet, I'd like to just have it registered now that I would do my own tweeting. Yeah. But can I just say my tweets are all my own work? Well, oh, good that's on great good news. On <laughs> well done, you. Did I, did I mishear that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not right. So, so I don't feel bad because that is DIY, isn't it? It's, if, you know, yeah. DIY comedy. That's what that's what I'm championing. In a way, mm. the the nearest I'll get to actual DIY is maybe a bit of painting. I don't mind a little bit of painting. A bit of painting. A bit of painting. Got taught how to decorate by Mickey Flanagan. Did you? Dust is the enemy of the decorator. Al. <laughs> Worth remembering. <laughs> dust. Always. Dust. Oh. Yeah. Dust is the enemy of the decorator. <laughs> oh. Big uh, big decorator, Mickey. Used to be very good. I'm imagining them a comic book called The Decorator <laughs> and a, a villain called Dust in it that we, <laughs> that we battles with. Maybe I'll uh, I'll check out the commercial viability of that idea. We'll see yeah, how it yeah. goes. A lot of money in comic books these days, well, especially about comics and decorators. Or the Decorator. <laughs> or maybe it could be a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Frank, we have had an email in during the week. I like. I like. I one love it when that happens. We've so had I. excellent emails this week. Some mm. Excellent ones. Really fun. Uh, and this is from Paul Martin Lawrence. He's called himself PML. Good lads. Mm. Are they separate names? Separate, separated names? Or is there a hyphen involved? He's put a hyphen between the Martin and the Lawrence. Fair enough. Um, unconventional, but I like him. He says, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, I was listening to a few old podcasts and I happened upon Frank describing a meat pie sandwich, which oh. sounded heavenly to me. Very nice. Mm. Has anyone else found that food products can be improved in odd ways? I'm a big fan of microwaving a pork pie until it sweats, which is <laughs> not to everybody's taste, but it's an experience not to be missed as it can then be eaten with a spoon. Yours Do- faithfully, PML. Does he work with the CIA torturing unit? <laughs> um, my, well, they're, they're, I mean, they're what clammy. What They're clammy at the best of times, aren't they, pork pies? Mm. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I've never tried that. That's, I'm going to have to give that a go now. You can eat it with a spoon. Does that mean that the outer casing hardens to such an extent? Well, presumably, yeah. You, you see, I, what I don't in. want it to become is one of the pies, what I call a china pie, which I hate most of all, is those pies that you get in pubs and there's no lower crust. It's um. a bowl. It's basically a yes. bowl of stew with a pastry lid It's like on a it. sort of toupee pie. I don't like those. I hate those oh, pies. Yeah. Toupee pie. pie. With a pie, I want, I want a slice and stuff, you know. I mean, with those, you can only ever scoop at best. Couldn't agree more, Frank. If he's thinking of a pork pie, they are meant to be served cold, I'm sure. No, no, but, you know, they're meant to be. So oh, yeah, that's yeah, what you're saying. You have to buck the trend. Yeah, I'm just worried about the long-term health effects on eating warmed pork pie. It's just... but I know what you mean. Uh, yes, there's a danger element. We should say to any of our listeners, make sure it's properly microwaved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if there's any old people in, sitting in a home now who's thinking that chicken must be ready, it's been on for 25 minutes, can I urge you to be more patient? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it, though. I'm definitely going to oh, microwave a pork pie. I will definitely try it. There are very few... Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> 
very few descriptions of food that would make me go, and this is one of them, so therefore I think it must be an acquired taste. I'll have a go at that. Yeah, but I wouldn't do a trellis top, if that's what you're thinking. No. No. Because they're going to let the heat out, and I don't think they'll ever, they'll ever fully melt. I'm, I'm assuming what? he means like a Melton Mowbray port. Well, I'm assuming, what, with a slightly yeah, raised... They do a trellis, don't they? It's a slightly raised dome, isn't it? Oh, is that a trellis? You know, I'm, I'm in about the ones where you get strips of pastry across oh. and there's gaps where you can see the Lattice, pork through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, it's as if there's a, like a if you can imagine a pig's bottom pressed against uh, trellis work in a, <laughs> in a small ornate garden, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, I mind a bit of that. That, yeah. that that's what they go you for. You get that more the lattice in the at the Ginsters end of the market. I find. Yeah. Oh, do you? Mm. Mm. Move. Move up a few divisions. A few notches, and then you get the, the sweats. Yeah. The, the, what yeah. must Proper happen, butchers. though, if you think about it, is the jelly must melt. It must become liquid. Yeah. Oh. So the pork must be, like, bouncing around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Must be floating. Mm. It's, it's, it's like one of, those, one of those chambers that people lie in to... Um, Oh, a flotation tank. Yeah, it's, it's like a flotation <laughs> tank for a, for a pork tablet. I like the way you say it, because you make it sound like a flirtation tank. Well, and I'd like to go in one of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think when that man put the uh, flower down the torrent in Tiananmen Square, that was an, wasn't that an element of a, of a flirtation <laughs> tank? Or certainly tank flirtation. Yeah, whether it worked, I don't know. No, I'm definitely, definitely. And uh, when, when pie isn't warmed up, a, like a Melton Mowbray-style pork pie, mm. do you, would you serve it with cheese? Is that a Yorkshire thing? That's oh, I've they never, eat? never... Uh, they, they eat a I pork don't really pie see with No, you know what cheese. it is? I think it's a, a Britain's Fattest Man thing. Is that. it? Yes. <laughs> well, BFM, I don't, I'm not familiar with that. The, the, the West Riding of Yorkshire has been on board fairly early, because when we moved there, I remember that's one of the things that I know. Cheese and pork pie. Yeah, cheese and pork pie, yeah. Oh yeah. man, I tell you something though, I love a pork pie. Mm. It's the best thing ever. It's good. It's and really can I just good. say, if there's any pork pie manufacturers listening, I'm not trying to get free pork pies, you can stick them. I'll buy my own. But um, I don't like people who beg on the right. I mean, for no. par example, mm-hmm. and I'm not a man to criticise Dizzy Rascal, <laughs> but he did an interview where he talked about this, you know this, the legendary Nando's black card? Yes. Oh, I want one of those, Frank. Well, do you? Mm. I don't know if, I if love in case you don't know, with a Nando's black card, you get um, Nando's for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with it, you can go. I into know Nando's a lot of celebrities have got one. Yeah, it's a big thing for mm. celebrities. I, I'd never had Nando's, and uh, I had my first Nando's this week. How was it? Well, let me put it this way: if anyone's thinking of sending me um, <laughs> a Nando's black card. You're all right. <laughs> no, Frank, the peri-peri... Put, pe- put it back in your pocket. Don't it's you like right. the peri-peri <laughs> chicken? If they sent me a Nando's black card, <clears throat> I'd, I'd end up just getting the ice off my windscreen with you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> my problem with the Nando's is that it's restaurant prices for what is takeaway food. It's, uh, it's not... It's no, not I think like you're a, missing the whole point. Like the peri-peri, you can't get that anywhere else. You can Yes, I know. I've got hot sauce. <laughs> Don't make me boast about how Not I've got hot sauce. Not in the special Does way. it come in various sizes? Oh, do you know what, Frank? It's actually what I'm making asking my is, mouth. do peri-peri go large? <laughs> <laughs> now, my, uh, my, my reasons are less complicated. Mm. I didn't <clears> like it. I understand. The food? Yeah. The food's all right, isn't it? What? Uh, it's just a bit of chicken, isn't it? It's chicken burgers and didn't stuff like that. Didn't like it. Oh. Didn't like it. Stick your oh, black dear. card. <laughs> I don't okay. want it. If you send me one, I'll just leave it on the pavement. <laughs> I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, but will you pick it up with all that dog mess on it? <laughs> That's the question. 
Anyway, that's um, uh, right. We've had a cleared that up. We've had a not the dog mess. That's still there, no, apparently. That's still loitering. We've had another email during the week. Well, I must say, we're getting very, very popular this well, week. Well, this was from Robin Column. Mm-hmm. I think it's Column. Robin Column. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, this was about the English-speaking forest boy Ray. Oh yes. You may have seen him in the news. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. Um, I was a little unsure about this story because I was thinking about. Do you remember the, the mad piano player who uh, yes. was found on a beach and then played? Man. It turned out to be a hoax, didn't it? Did it really? Yeah, uh, he'd just been sacked from his job or something. I yeah, didn't exactly. Know that, and he went hung around on the beach and pretended he had, you know, he was a merman or, or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was, I was dubious. Oh. But it sounds like um, Forest Boy Ray. Well. Robin, although Ray, bit of a strange seventies Mancunian name. It is a weird from Berlin Forest boy. Seventeen year old boy called Ray. <laughs> yeah, he's in there with his mates Ernest and Edith. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear what Robin has to say? He yeah. says, um, "I hope you've heard the news out of Germany about an English wild boy." Mm. On many levels, it is a very sad story, but on one level, it is completely fabulous. He sounds rather like me. Is it life often like that? Yes. Yeah. Because it shares so many elements of the tale of Peter the Wild, who you're familiar with, Frank. Well, um, I think some of you all know is a friend uh, of the show. He's a, a, a wild boy. What was he called? <laughs> what was he? He was feral. Yes. Um, and he was at the court of I think it was Wild Feral. They called him. He was uh, <laughs> Will Feral was named after him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a feral boy. He was kept by I think um, George the mm, First as a sort so. of a pet. On a leash. Times have changed. Sometimes on a leash. Yeah, sometimes on a Lulu. <laughs> he had wild, unruly hair and, um, is it epicanthic folds? Epicanthic folds, yeah, he had those. yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Not, not Forest Boy Ray. Right. No, Peter this is Peter the Wild. That's, a, that's your that Peter the Wild readers. reminder. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Forest Boy Ray does sound like a jazz musician or something. <laughs> it does, yeah. So, Robin says, um, mysterious origins check, German forests check. Oh, it's a German forest, Peter the Wild as well. Mm. British connection check. Of course, I hope that this young man can be reunited with family and live a normal, happy life. But if not, perhaps the royal family would be willing to take well, him in. Well, that would be great if they did that. For old time's sake. Yeah. That would be... I mean, I just can't picture that, though, can you? Mm. Maybe Kate Middleton would put in a word for him. <laughs> <laughs> Pippa. Yeah, she's probably... Um, yeah, if they have kids, it'd be like having your own um, Sylvanian family man mm. knocking about. It's, as you say, it's a slightly sad story because yeah. um, it, well, that's if it's true, but he's yeah. claiming that he's, he was living in the forest with his dad for most of the time and then his dad recently passed away. And this slightly spoils the story, is it? Because mm-hmm. I always like them to be raised by different species. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it when they take their own pen. For me, he's a span- the dad, God rest his soul, is a, is a spanner in the works in this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you want is looking for parenthood, family of squirrels, yeah. befriending, and then he becomes squirrel boy, and then you've got a real story. Yes. Yeah. Not someone... I mean, what they are based is itinerance, which is fact that it's not such a big deal. <laughs> But if he was squirrel, if they said that he climbed a tree, they saw him climbing a tree and he didn't go straight up, he spiralled, as only a squirrel does, then, <laughs> then I'd say, this, this, this is the boy for me, I'd be very... If they said he got uh, the, the hair in the small of his back was starting to become lustrous and upturned, well, actually, he'd be the man. Frank, they've, they've issued a computer-generated image of him, 
and I'd like to stay. Is he older than not? No, but okay. he's got what appear to be highlights, and I'm a bit suspicious. He's got highlights, having lived in the forest. Well, unless there's some foxy barber. What happened? Such of a Justin Bieber-style mop top <laughs> kind of thing going on I as think well. what's happened with him is before he went into the forest, they applied sun in. <laughs> yeah. And because um, the sun obviously breaks through um, irregularly through the branches, <laughs> it's, only, um, it's only bleached him in parts. That's what's but happened But it's there. all. I mean, it's a 140-pound it's a Nicky Clark do. He's sporting there. Well, I'm suspicious. Right. Yeah. Unless I did hear that Nicky Clark, Nicky Clark had moved into woodland <laughs> yeah. on a regular basis. Perhaps he has a sort of a hobby house type salon. He's got the squirrel hair. Squirrel, yeah, I believe that's that's a shade that he uses. Um, there's yeah. part. I mean, there's part of it that's slightly. I, I could imagine myself living in uh, living in the woods. Could you? I could imagine myself going missing. I would. Uh, could you really? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's something alluring about being a missing person. I think. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it seems like fun. Oh, I'd love to be on a milk cart. <laughs> would you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've. I mean, I've not been so on a crisp packet. I mean, I feel I'd, yeah, be, yeah. I'd have the set. Small steps. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just think small steps for squirrel boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they could have a new ant and deck themed one we got called Red or Grey? <laughs> <laughs> a series of squirrel boys gathered from around the world, and you have to guess which species they've settled into. <laughs> Yeah. There'd be ginger-haired ones, and then there'd be the older squirrel <laughs> boys. <laughs> Losing their pallor. <laughs> uh, no, but it's not as fun a story as that, because just, no. being, just being with your dad in the forest... <laughs> I mean, it's a poor man's Hansel and Gretel. Mm. Mm. And also, during his teenage years, he probably wanted to go off and forage in the bushes for mucky magazines. Perhaps that's why they were there, in the forest. For, well, maybe. It'd be... It'd be I mean, be, for research purposes, I'd like to speak to him about the um, defecation habits of bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd know. Well, and whether or not, when a tree falls, he heard it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the trouble is he'd always be there, so yeah. that, that that experiment would go out the window. Oh, that's that I think I could live in a forest. Um, I can see you in a forest. Yeah. So I'd, I'd need some modern. I wouldn't mind. I think you know, you'd need literature because you like, like a book. I'd like my iPhone. Would that be all right? Can I have my iPhone? If this I'm is, sure there'd be much this, signal in the middle of the If this was forest discs about if, yeah. if, I, if I had to live in a forest <laughs> of my own. Yeah, the thing is I'd want like a mushroom app. Yes. And I think... And a berry be, app. You'd befriend so the, uh, the uh, wildlife, the flora and fauna. I think you'd get on very well with them. Well, I love a tree. Mm. A tree's my favourite thing. I've always said, if no one had ever seen a tree, ever, there were no trees on the planet... And somebody created a tree. It had been an art gallery as a major exhibition of something beautiful and wondrous. Yeah. Because mm. they're all over the place, we take them for granted. Mm. Squirrel boy wouldn't even look <laughs> twice at one. You know what I mean? I imagine he sleeps uh, elongated against a bow. You think? <laughs> You'd sleep um, above ground, I think. Squirrel boy. Is he not officially squirrel boy? I'm thinking... <laughs> Yeah, That's it. I have, if it is a ruse, I think he's made a mistake with the um, the dad thing. And the also, highlights. I, I mean, I don't want to get too macabre, but um, the the father died and he said he buried him in a, in a shallow grave and then he left the forest, didn't he? Mm. It's obviously very sad, but isn't it illegal to do that? 
Yeah, um, but I'm sure at that The producer stage. shook her head at that stage quite emphatically. It's not Suggesting illegal. she might have some prior experience of this. No, Do you have form? She's from the north of England, where <laughs> I think they're, they're put under apple trees to improve the flavour of the fruit. <laughs> Life is cheap. Yeah, but, um, no, I'm sure... So, if he... Tre- I think he's in trouble already. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not sure that... After five years of living with his dad in the forest, perhaps he wasn't thinking about the law. Perhaps he thought, I'll, I'll just bury him and, and go and back into the town. Yeah, but he could, having happened. been there for five years, he could have spent an extra couple of hours and done a deep, deep one. Yeah. They always go shallow, these people. A bit like me. <laughs> yeah. had stuff to do. <laughs> it's the Peter Stringfellow approach to grave digging. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that it said in the paper that he uh, he's... He's, he wants to go back in into the forest, but then another newspaper article said he enjoys bowling. <laughs> he's bowling, bowling. He's been going ten pin bowling. Just how, see how forest big, boy with a hot the dog rabbits in, in that forest. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. How long has he been out of the forest? I don't know. A week or something. Oh, he's behaving like a lottery winner. It's embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the trouble. I, I, once he's got used to the sunlight. He's, uh, it's gone completely to his head, hasn't it? Yeah. Bit of a shame, really, because if him and his dad had gone camping, uh, rather than take the tent they'd taken £3,000, they could have had the Hobbit house in Wales, yeah. couldn't yeah. they? Just... Then everybody would, would have been happy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd trust the squirrel boy in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's the bark gone off the leg of this sofa? <laughs> him looking a bit sheepish in the corner. Well, if he looked sheepish, of course, that'd confuse things even more. He's working his way through the animal kingdom, right? <laughs> 